Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Candor's Candor. As always, I am your friendly community neighborhood manager, probably not your favorite, as I said last time, uh, Dreamweaver. I'm here with Kyle Candor, and I'm not going to say his last name because I will screw it up. Uh, and <laughs> this week, see, you can hear the sigh in his voice. He knows. Uh, this week, we actually have a uh, kind of a different episode for you, and we have a special guest. We have our first special guest, so if I could put applause in here, I probably would, but let's be real. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> see, I had it all right in my mind, and then I just, I psyched myself out and I messed it up. Uh, Janinja, or Ninja or Ninja, because the G is silent. As some people have told me, which I don't believe you. I think it's Ginja, probably. I was totally not going to answer unless you actually said my name right. So nope. Did Ninja I ever correct. say it right? Were any of those you right? You just did. The third Ginja one. is right. No. Ninja. Oh. <laughs> the G is silent. Like okay. No. In my in my defense, I really thought it, I really thought the way <laughs> Ginja. I've heard so many different ways of it being pronounced. It, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I mean, the G is silent makes the most sense, but everything else I really just like, like Gun Ninja, and mm -hmm. I like it. Sounds kind of funny. And he's going to be here this week. We're going to do kind of a deep dive into Blood of Lucklin rating and its state currently and its state previously and what we're looking at in the future. Uh, and we're also going to take some time and chat a little bit about our TLE and Caledim and what's uh, coming for... <laughs> Rise of Kunark. Rise of Kunark. I almost said ruins, and I knew it was wrong, but you screwed me up. Kyle, you're killing me. You're killing me, man. Uh, ruins of Kunark Rise. is not correct. I No, I was... <laughs> I was correcting myself. There was... I was, you know... It's, Rise. <laughs> thank you. Sorry. Very helpful. Super helpful. We're just going to get right to it. <laughs> Ninja. We should probably get right to it. We should probably get right to it. We should probably, we should probably get started. Get right to it. Let's, let's start kind of at the beginning. Talk to us about uh, before the X-Pac launches, kind mm -hmm. of like that November beta time frame, mm -hmm. and kind of all the things that lead up to launching Blood of Lucklin. Candor, I'm sure will hop in from time to time to provide commentary. And I will sit here mostly quietly and we'll see boing, how this goes. Boing, boing, yeah, right. Boing, You're going to have commentary boing, too. Boing, 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 <laughs> I never have valuable or useful commentary as I've <laughs> Well, I mean, if we talk about, you know, before launch, uh, we were really being ambitious with the rates this expansion. You know, we were we were really jazzed. You know, we thought it was going to be great and, you know, the, the scripts were going to be super awesome and players would enjoy them and it would be challenging and they would have that option of normal versus challenge and all that. And, you know, we, we went into it, you know, knowing that we were using a couple systems that were kind of new, but we figured, you know, if it's solid on beta, it should be fine. And it did. And we did a lot of testing on beta. I had a ton of help from players. It was great. But when we went live, we kind of found an issue with some of the new mechanics that applied the buffs to mobs. They were being affected by latency. So when we had performance issues, 
it would be seen there and all of a sudden you'd have a boss that had a couple thousand hit points or a couple million hit points instead of trillions of hit points that we're at now. So it, uh, it became a problem really quick at launch as most of you all probably know. We ended up having to split the zones because they were originally designed as one zone um, because that, that, uh, that issue was, we had to work around it somehow to, to make the content available for everybody. It, it ended up being being kind of a cluster. I mean, it was, I'm just being honest, you know, it's, it's, we did the best we could to try to make that content available, but because it was after beta had already closed, there was a, a big lack of, of being able to get 24 people behind a mob and test every little mechanic again after it's been moved around and changed zones and stuff like that. On top of that, we had the issue of, since they were using the same character file, which they still do. When you make a change on one, it sometimes affected the other, and we've seen a lot of that too. Um, been trying to minimalize as much of that that's happening, but there's there's been quite a few that have snuck through and kind of changed things a little bit. And it was it was unforeseen and unfortunate, but trying to react to them as as quickly as possible without creating more issues like we've seen. Okay, kind of with where we're at now, and that is still occasionally happening. Do you think that's an issue with the complexity that we've layered over the course of the years or like, yeah. what, what do you think break? Can you break down the symptoms and the like cause and effect of what we're looking at, at least to an extent? Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, as the years have progressed, we've gotten more and more complex with rates, you know, just trying to, you know, push it a little bit further and make it a little bit more challenging or give something unique to players that they hadn't seen before. And uh, that complexity has grown every single year and has kind of been rolled into the next year of reading and into the next year. And, and it's kind of gotten to the point where we've just gotten a little too complex for what our, our engine can handle, at least for the way that we're doing it. So we have to kind of step back a little bit and reevaluate, you know, the, the things that could be affected by by high lag or latency and stuff. Not to say that we're not working on those because the code guys are really, really, you know, hitting that hard right now. They're, they're trying to figure all that stuff out and making good progress. But, you know, I, I, we need to step back and, and look at things that could be affected more by latency and plan for those things rather than, than you know, testing it on beta and assuming everything's okay and then we get into a laggy situation all, all of a sudden things don't work. Okay. Um, so knowing all of that, where do you feel, knowing how kind of how the player base feels, or at least a section of the player base feels about raids, mm -hmm. where do you feel like we're at now? Like today, we're recording on June twelfth. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Where do you think we're at? And Kyle, I think uh, if you want to weigh in on this too, how do you, how do you guys feel about where we're at with raids and like in its current state for Blood of Luckland? On, on our end, I think we're in a decent spot. I mean, there's a couple of issues remaining. I'm not saying that raids are great. I'm just saying that I think we're in a pretty okay spot right now, just with the last couple issues that are remaining. They're, the, they should be worked out in the next week or two, and then that should be it. That should be, you know, what, what this expansion can be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I want to say that. <laughs> we're we're trying to make an effort to go to you know where we where we hot fix less, but the problem is is we didn't anticipate you know what was going to happen with raids. I mean, fixing stuff every two weeks means people yeah. are waiting on progression, they're waiting on stuff to move ahead, and that's a problem. So we have been 
trying to hot fix a little more than than just every two weeks. So mm-hmm. especially if it's something where you're, it's we found the issue, we know what caused it, and you know, and this is a simple fix. That's then we definitely you know make an effort to get that stuff out. So we've all, we've also um, added a bunch of um, controls to where we can, if a boss isn't acting right, I can kind of allow it to be bypassed in the zones. Um, that doesn't work with every fight, especially fights that control a lot of progression within the zone. Like, for example, Mindless Blood in Shreza. He, you know, is is a major kind of figurehead controlling who goes to the next next boss. So I can't really just turn that fight off and allow people to go past it and keep going. So there are a few that are in that case. But for the majority, except for zone bosses, most can now be turned on and off if they need to be. Um, and that's just something I've tried to do to keep people from being blocked. I don't want people blocked. I want people to be able to log in and play and, and progress and make and, and make their kills and get their loot, you know, mm-hmm. myself included, because I, I play quite a bit and I, I, w- I would love to not be hitting those roadblocks myself. Yeah, so you should stop roadblocking yourself. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> building, building your own roadblocks in. Perfect. Great way to handle things. Yeah, I mean, no, actually building in a way to get around those roadblocks is what I did. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> to, to be clear, there also has been some code bugs that we didn't anticipate that caused yeah. some problems too. I mean, it's it's kind of been, you know, beat above the head and shoulders, but we are making plans to try to do things differently in the future and not have this happen. So um, if you want to talk about that stuff, Carlos. Yeah, um, we've been really kind of watching this stuff that's happening, this expansion, and really putting down on paper what we need to fix and what we need to change in order to keep things going better going forward. Um, one of those things is, you know, instead of planning to do a full zone or full zones full of normal and challenge modes, we take the complexity out of that and just make it all normal mode like we have done in the past. Um, however, you know, challenge modes are cool. So, Maybe we do, you know, the normal suite of raid mobs and they're tested and they're good and there's no real complexity on what version you're getting. And then after launch, maybe we have the raid council decide on, you know, a handful of fights that that we could make a challenge mode out of. And we could even, you know, make it a little update that adds a bunch of challenge modes for their favorite fights. Something yeah. like that, you know, less, like less, less moving parts GU. toward the beginning to, to keep the complexity down so there's less mm-hmm. chance for stuff to happen and then making completely separate versions that don't affect that version when we do go back to actually make challenge modes and focusing on the the ones that enjoy more than just me picking random ones that that should be challenge modes you know got it that makes sense so kind of not the not the probably the best way to put this but like challenge mode by popular vote Right. Basically, right. the fights that the most amount of people had the most fun on, enjoyed the mm-hmm. most, you know, had the had good times rating on, those are the ones that we would look at turning into challenge modes and stuff like right. that based mm-hmm. off of player player engagement and voting. Then we're also talking about having them, putting them on a beta server, an open beta server, and just letting everyone go test them, right? Mm-hmm. Like just an open beta and try to have a well, good long open beta, like you know, that, six weeks or something. That brings up another good point. I mean, uh, so in the past with betas, we've typically just 
kind of said, okay, here's the mob, go, I'll watch for errors, you know, and, and yes, mm-hmm. I have a little checklist going through all the things that I need to check for, but the players are going in blind, and I'm not necessarily sure that's a good thing. We used to do it because we didn't want to give people strats and, and, and then be able to pick it apart from day one, but I'm not sure that's that important anymore. I think it's better that they go out working and, and bug-free than trying to hide how it works, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so being a little bit more descriptive on how things work for people, I mean, it would, it would it would be public, so it's not like I would just be giving one guild a strat. You know, it would be right. on the forums or something like that. It would be it would be the like, hi, if you basically a post that says, hey, you're going to be raiding in beta. Here's Mm -hmm. all the things you should watch out for. And Mm -hmm. like each specific boss or fight is detailed. Well I think I think it's good to I think it's good the way we've done it in the past where you know we say, okay, this guild has signed up, this is what they have available. Okay, we're gonna sign a couple bosses. That is a good thing, I think. It's just not giving them the information they need to test it accurately or te- test it fully that, that we haven't really done. That's not to say that those mechanics weren't tested, but they weren't given the same level of attention. And that's usually where the bugs fall in is the stuff that, that, that we assume should be working and we test it on ourselves and we test it in-house and it all works fine and then it goes live and there's a bug in it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, I think giving them more information when, when or giving the players more information when they're actually testing the stuff will help with accuracy and, and making sure that we get all the bugs squashed. Okay. Well, that all sounds interesting. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting as we continue to move forward and like execute these things. I think, I think there's going to be some trial and error on some of it, mm-hmm. but oh, of course, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's a encouraging move that I think hopefully a lot of the players will. Um, well, I mean, as it evolves, I mean, whatever ends up being, you know, the the system that we use to test them. I mean, it's it's probably going to evolve, like you said. But players will be a part of that. It won't be, you know, we're just randomly changing things behind the scenes and not telling people. You know, that if we decide to test a different way or or to. I don't know if we decide to assign specific guilds where they can only test this one boss. I mean, I'd, I'd rather not do that, but if that's the way that they feel is better fair. or yeah. fair, then I'm, I'm cool for talking about that. I mean, it's we have a raid council. The council, for the most part, is, is pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of people in there. They have a lot of knowledge. So, you know, it's, it's good to include them going forward when we start talking about beta to see what they think will help more with beta rather than just saying, okay, here's how it is. That makes sense. I mean, an effort to be more transparent, we, we have to start allowing people to, to, to uh, you know, give their opinions on, on how to change things. I mean, they might have an idea that's way better than what we're doing as far as testing-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Where, I mean, especially for me, I have a lot of dumb ideas, so. Yes, <laughs> it's always it's always better when people have better ideas than me because usually that means that's the idea we're going with. <laughs> Look, uh, people are not friends with me because my ideas are good. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that all being said about Blood of Luckland and what current rating is like and what we're looking forward to the future, uh, let's take a moment and kind of dive into TLE on Kaladim mm-hmm. and what's upcoming for Kunark. 
Yeah. Uh, R-O-K. Uh, on the raid side, things are things are looking pretty good from what I can tell. I mean, we've had a bunch of players on beta, you know, running through things and, you know, we're kind of waiting for a little bit of item, itemization to drop so that we can, you know, be a little bit more thorough in uh, adjusting the difficulty along the way. But, you know, a base pass has been done and, and things are, are a little bit more challenging. They're still a little off from where they're supposed to be, but they're definitely getting there and getting a lot of feedback from players, which is awesome. Yeah, and the goal is to have itimization on beta by Monday. So Monday, yeah, yeah, and then, and then we'll do another pass for the raids. Then. Yeah, we'll, well probably... raids and raids and heroics mostly are the ones that that need the attention. So I've I've yeah. I've uh, increased the difficulty on some of the heroics as well. I already did it in the one first pass for a small bump, but it, it's not quite enough. So we're probably going to end up doing another pass. Yeah, we'll probably okay. gear out some beta players and go run and test it again. So yeah. That's cool. Is there anything that either of you are specifically excited about for ROK? Uh, I'm like I'm a little interested to see how people do against Trackanon and the Tangerine. They're oh, both, yeah. They're both <laughs> and pretty also, uh, challenging. Carlos fixed the lava, so just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to stand there and not move from now on like we used to. I remember that strat. Uh, Kyle, do you want to give any <laughs> hints about the about the mount that the, the Kaladin players are going to be seeing? Um, yeah, there's a mount. That is definitely <laughs> not really a hint, but thank you. <laughs> um, they're in the heroics, so it's the same, uh, pretty much the same drop rate as the one previous, and they're in the heroic zones, and um, it's actually really cool. It's a model we haven't used before, um, so you're actually getting something kind of new and, and awesome. I'm not going to say what it is because it's you know exciting. So see, but that's still a cool hint. Yeah, it's there, a cool. Now we've reached the hint portion. Henty <laughs> hint. But um, yeah. So um, people had been asking about that because they were going back and farming old content to get the cool statted mount. So and this one will be set up the same. So you'll be able to choose a stat layout um, from a misc bag, same as the last one. Okay, awesome. Cool. Well, I think that covers everything we kind of wanted to address today. The only other thing I think we kind of miss that I still have on my really awful sheet of scribbled notes is uh, one of the things for live players in those upcoming betas we're in the process of looking at uh, incentivizing them and things like that. We don't have mm-hmm. anything that we can really talk about yet because nothing's set. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind if you're listening to this and then you want to run to the forums or Discord to ask us follow-up questions about that. We don't have anything, and it's not because we're not telling you. It's just because we're not quite ready to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, when yeah. we are, we'll definitely give you guys more information about those things. Other than that, I think if you have ideas about incentivization or things like that, um, similar to what I've said before in previous episodes, feel free to reach out on the forums or on Discord. If you're going to put it on the forums and you want to see if other people are interested as well, put it in you know the general section, put suggestion in brackets before your thing or feedback or something like that so I know what threads I'm looking at. And I can always forward those along to the team if they if they look interesting or things like that. And mm-hmm. don't forget, they read the forums, they read Discord. Um, just because they don't always have time to respond doesn't mean they aren't listening. It just means people are busy. 
Some people have more time than others, depending on, you know, timing and what they're working on at the moment. But they do read a lot of what you guys are writing. So don't forget. <laughs> we do Trust read. Me, they read a lot of things constantly. And then yeah. sometimes message me about it with questions. So right. <laughs> uh, that's it for episode nine of Candor's Candor. Ninja, thank you very much. You for said my name being, right. I did. Thank you very much for being our first special guest. It was great oh, was to cool. have you on this week. It was really enjoyable. We're obviously going to have more uh, special guests, other devs, and maybe even some players eventually, maybe. Kyle and I are still figuring that out. But we will let everybody know when those things happen. Kander, thank you very much for another episode. Uh, um, I, I, was oh. told, I was told there would be expansion hints. Oh, I'm sorry. There will be expansion. I, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize this episode is where you wanted to start. Are we doing it next episode? Well, we can do it this episode. Would you like to have an expansion hint? <laughs> Are you prepared? Uh, that, no. that, sounds, that sounds like a no. Okay, so no expansion hint this episode, everybody. <laughs> that was a fake out. But thank you for continuing to listen to Candor's Candor. Wait, this no, was, I got an idea. No, oh, no. you have an idea? You're good? Go. No, never mind. <laughs> no? Wow. <laughs> now you're just letting me just drag this out. Well, we can tell we can tell people to make sure that they're working on the scepter quest because it might come in handy. Sure. That's General people? <laughs> General? Yeah. All right. Well... Continue to work on that scepter quest, everybody. It might come in <laughs> handy. There you go. Hint, hint, wink, wink. This nudge, was episode nudge. nine of Candor's Candor. As always, I'm Dreamweaver, and we'll see you in game. <laughs>